Ladies and gentlemen, today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues have a record-setting night, beating the Buffalo Sabres 6-2. Vladimir Tarasenko had a hat-trick to bring him to 30 goals on the season. He also had a five-point night for the first time in his career. First hat-trick he's had since 2019. Robert Thomas had a five-assist game, and the St. Louis Blues have now scored four or more goals in a franchise record 10 straight games. All of this right before a pivotal matchup against the Minnesota Wild on Saturday. Busy episode. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman, and I am joined by my faceless co-host, Thomas Welch, because unfortunately, no YouTube video for you guys today. Uh, I'm having some technical difficulties with my computer, so audio is all we're going to get out, at least for today, but still, should be a fun episode, because like I said, Blues had a huge win over the Buffalo Sabres. Lots to talk about, lots to get into. Before we get into that, I want to thank anyone and everyone out there for making Locked On Blues your first listen because we were free and available on all podcast platforms. All right, Tommy. So there are so many storylines from that game. I didn't even get to half of them um, in in my intro. But that being said, if you had to pick one place to start with this incredible 6-2 victory, where, where, are, we, where are we beginning this story? Um, so I want to begin this story with a tweet from Andy Strickland on April 13th, so yesterday, that I think kind of went under the radar for a lot of people. Because uh, I texted it out to a couple of my buddies today, and they were like, they had no idea. Uh, so the tweet says, Vladimir Tarasenko, who has made it clear to teammates and coaches that he wants to be in St. Louis, ties his career high with his eighth game-winning goal of the season, closing in on his career high of 75 points. Now, obviously, uh, he is he went on an absolute tear today, had a hat trick, scored a Forsberg. Like, the guy looks as prime as anybody for playoff hockey, right? But I think that's another added layer of it too is like if what Andy Strickland is saying is true, which Andy Strickland leaves me no reason not to believe the guy. I mean, he's got a pulse. uh, He's got a finger on the pulse of the Blues as much as anybody. So if we keep him around and he's playing uh, the way he's been playing lately, which hit 30 goal mark again, by the way, sixth time in his career, like he's playing like a bona fide superstar and that is huge for the St. Louis Blues and he's I mean he's not dragging Robert Thomas along with him but those two in that chemistry that we've been talking about on this podcast for so long are just carrying this team and I think it's safe to say that this team is an absolute bona fide wagon at the moment and thankfully enough their next game is against the Minnesota Wild so they can uh, gain some ground and solidify uh, that that number two spot in playoff seating. Speaking of Vladimir Tarasenko, I feel like we got to dedicate at least a good chunk of this episode to talking about that second goal that he scored because, oh my goodness, is that one of the most impressive goals I have ever watched live. Seen it before, though. Um, By the same guy. It was pretty incredible watching him uh, recreate the the New York Rangers goal from, I think, seven seasons ago, I want to say. Eight seasons ago. Something of the sorts. I know it was in 2014. Um, but uh, holy crap, let's talk, let's talk about that goal, Tommy. What- I mean, it's just textbook Flatty, right? I mean, when he's playing it with extreme confidence, that's the level of play you get from the guy. Like he's not afraid to throw shots on. He's not afraid to, 
take on guys one-on-one, do that power move on the outside, drop the shoulder, which I think he did uh, tonight, and it drew a penalty. Uh, and so the Blues got a power play out of it. But nine times out of ten, uh, if you don't drag him down or take his feet out from under him on that move, he's going to score that as well. And then he goes out and uh, does a picture-perfect move again, this time a little bit sexier, and a move that we've seen before. So like, like I said, when, he, when he's playing at extreme confidence levels like he is right now, and it's easy to when you're playing with Pavel Buchnevich and Robert Thomas, I mean, I think we have to say it like, as of right now, at this moment, that is the best line in hockey. Like, it has to be. The amount of points that they're putting up, like, the offensive possession that they're putting up, like, those guys are just untouchable. And I would be... Yeah, a combined 13 points tonight, no big deal. Not a big deal. Dude, the guys are ridiculous. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, like, I think I tweeted it out earlier, but if, like, the Blues, if the most that the Blues give up in a game is two goals throughout the playoffs, like... They will win every single one of their games. I don't care if they're playing the Flames. I don't care if they're playing Colorado. I don't care. I don't care if they're playing old Jim down the road. Like it really does not matter. Like they could go up against anybody with this offense and with this line that is just playing like world beaters right now. And if they have a combined effort from the defense and from the goaltending to keep it under three goals, I think they're going to come away with a dub every time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in this second segment here coming up. We got to spend some time talking about number 18, Robert Thomas, with a five assist. We got to get into banner too. everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, though, in this third segment as well, kind of 2.5 third segment, whatever. We'll get to it after the Robert Thomas discussion. But Jordan Bennington did not have the easiest time out there tonight. Um, the B- Buffalo Sabres had a ton of odd man rushes, a ton of breakaways. I feel like they had like six or seven breakaways Uh alone not to mention like the two on ones two on o's whatever and only goals that jordan binnington gave up were uh, a rough little tip from the from the blue line that should have been cleared out of the zone a nasty tip um and then a, a point blank uh shot from the slot so binnington had a spectacular game as well we're gonna get into that after the robert thomas discussion but i figured we could talk about the offense in the first half and then the defense and binnington in the second half so that being said We'll get into both of those topics here. But before we get into that, if you guys think that Vladimir Tarasenko is going to continue his torrid pace on Saturday, you think he might pot a couple of goals, then go ahead and bet the over at betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Betonline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts, and we'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, Tommy. So before we get into Jordan Bennington's amazing performance and the defense and all that, that uh, you know, that was a big, big part of tonight's game as well, but. We talked about Vladimir Tarasenko getting his hat trick and getting his two two assists on top of that, but he doesn't get that hat trick if it aren't for the passes of Robert Thomas. And Robert Thomas passed so well tonight that he racked up five assists, two two uh, assists away from what's it called when you get three? They got the playmaker game or whatever the heck. He almost had that twice. Lots of apples for Rob Tom tonight. Lots of passes that seemed like they were going to nobody and then all of a sudden they landed on the stick of a blues player specifically that first Tarasenko goal what do you see out of Rob Tom tonight and 
is he a superstar? Yes or yes? Uh, he is absolutely a superstar. And I think uh, one of the stats that I'm staring at me right now is is a good uh, explanation of that. So uh, you, as you alluded to, Robert Thomas had five assists in tonight's game. That is the Blues single game record. Ties it. No He way. shares that record now with Brian Sutter, Bernie Federko, Adam Oates, and Dallas Drake. So pretty good company uh, for number 18, and he's only 23 years old. It's just absolutely ridiculous from the young stud. I think he's going to be an absolute weapon for this team for years to come. Uh, but even going into the playoffs, I think the last time around when he was in the playoffs, like He's still a little a little bit raw. Uh, we saw his timidness to shoot and a little bit of uh, uncertainty when he had the puck, trying to force the pass through uh, far too often, I think, than what his game is used to. But this is a Robert Thomas in beast mode. This is a Robert Thomas that I, I really don't think we've seen uh, a lot of. But I, like, like I said about Vladdy, it's like when players are playing at supreme confidence – that's when you get the best version of them. And that's probably what we're going to talk about with Jordan Bennington too because this is his second good start in a row. And that confidence and that swagger really, I feel like, is what drove him uh, to bringing home the Stanley Cup for the St. Louis Blues. So the more that point streak grows for Robert Thomas, highest in his career uh, so far, and it keeps growing by the game, the more we're going to see uh, flashes of excellence and really like the supreme ceiling of what he's capable of at the NHL level. And I am just so beyond excited to watch that uh, on one of the biggest stages of them all in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Oh my Lord, it's going to be a show and a half, Josh. It's kind of incredible how Robert Thomas has almost taken the, and not to not to, to rip on Jordan Cairo, but he's kind of taken the inverse Jordan Cairo path where Jordan Cairo started up the season on fire and has kind of regressed to you know, still playing really good hockey, but isn't, you know, putting up two points a night like he was at the beginning of the season. Robert Thomas kind of started out the season slow. Like he was putting up a ton of points, you know, but he wasn't doing it flashy. He wasn't having these big nights like this. He was always like number two, number three, number four on the score sheet. Um, and then all of a sudden, post All-Star break, he's turned into a bona fide number one franchise center. Like it, it, it's amazing how much his game has come together once he started using that shot a little bit more. And I think we talked about it, like, right, like the second game that he started shooting, because I, I distinctly remember the game where he just decided to to let loose with those wrist shots. I think he led the team with shots on goal. And like the second game he did that, we had the conversation of, this is going to open up the ice for him so much. If opponents have to start respecting his shot, those passing lanes that he can manifest out of nowhere are going to get even wider, are going to get even more more plentiful. And we're seeing that because he he'll have games where he'll score two goals and and get no assists, or then he'll have games like tonight where he'll get five assists. He's making it happen every end of every end of the ice. He's playing great defense too, great on the faceoff dot. He might be the Blues' best player over this last stretch of games, and one might even say one of the most offensively talented Blues players of all time. Who might say that, Josh? Oh my goodness. We're throwing out the hot takes. If 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 we had YouTube going for this episode, you'd see my 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 mouth agape. Right I said now, it before. I'll say is, it again. You're always gonna get the. It's always tough with recency bias versus comparing eras. Like you're never gonna have a have a an opportunity to watch Robert Thomas and a guy like Brett Hall, you know, play on the ice at the same time. But yeah, I, I could definitely see that 
if Robert Thomas continues this pace, you know, and, and stays with the Blues long term, and and you know, this is this is the new norm. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be putting Robert Thomas in the conversation with, you know, recent guys like Vladimir Tarasenko and Ryan O'Reilly, but also some of the older greats as well. He is he is showing signs that he might have his name in that conversation uh sooner rather than later. If he keeps up this pace, I mean he could have a 100-point season at this pace. I, I, I said it. I, you know, if he continues to put up assist numbers like this and gets that shot going and gets himself 30, 35 goals in the season, 100 points. 100%. It's doable. Oh, I could see him with, like, 80 assists in a season, too. Dude just pa- passes oh, yeah. the puck like no other. But there is no ceiling for Robert Thomas's potential. Like, he just grows better and better every game. Uh, he gets more confident. But I'm curious, Josh, like, so just taking the team as a whole right now, obviously we fluctuated a lot from where uh, we expect this team. Like it feels like almost like a, like not even a month ago, we were like, can this team even make the playoffs? And like, once they get there, we're just going to lose in the first round. And now I feel like the tone has completely changed to, I would hate to be any team that's going up against the St. Louis blues because they could absolutely get throttled and embarrassed in an offensive display of fireworks. And, so I guess my question is, do you think anyone is capable right now with the way that the Blues are playing of stopping them? That's a tough question because like we haven't we haven't played teams like Colorado in a while or Tampa, but just just you know on paper with the Blues doing what they're doing, I think last game we said that they had outscored their opponents by twenty over their ten game point streak. They've now outscored opponents by twenty four over their eleven game point streak. They've won seven in a row. If you're playing hockey like that, if you're playing hockey this good, it's practically impossible for you to lose four out of seven games to any team. We did also beat the Bruins on this win streak and the Flames. But you are right. We also beat the Coyotes, the Kraken, the Islanders, and now the Sabres. And I'm not trying to, t- yeah, and I'm not trying to take away with what from what the Blues have done. But the fact of the matter is. You know, it's it's a lot easier to string together games like this in the regular season than it is in the playoffs because you're going from team to team. But if you're playing against the a team for seven games, you know they're going to be able to make adjustments. So I, I don't, I'm the answer to your question is no. I, I don't think that there's any team right now. You know, if 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 a playoff series started tomorrow and the Blues played this way for seven straight games or however long it took, I think they would win a majority of series that they matched up in. Um, that being said, though, it's not that simple. And the Blues have found, you know, their plan A. This is their plan A. Just play a really strong offensive game, score four plus goals a game. Uh, they still need to to have that plan B. And fortunately, we haven't had to see that. But in those tight games when it's 0-0 with four minutes left, you know, you got you to kind of tap into that little bit of a different edge that we haven't seen out of the Blues because they haven't had to tap into that. So that's that's the one missing piece, I think. Uh, before we say that the Blues are unstoppable, is once they get a couple wins, like one nothing, pitch a couple shutouts, I'm like, all right, they can win in any way, in any circumstance, any night. Uh, but who knows? Maybe they, maybe they won't need to do that. Maybe they'll just score five goals a night for the rest of the season, and I'll be proven wrong. I am excited, too, that we're finally... like I know we mentioned that the Blues beat the Coyotes 5-1 to one in this win streak. They beat the Kraken 4-1. to one. They beat the Sabres tonight 6-2. to two. They beat the Islanders 6-1. to one. So I, obviously those aren't like the most impressive wins when it comes to building your resume as we get closer to the playoffs. But I am excited about those wins because 
this same season, those wins were hard to come by against the bottom feeder teams. It felt like the Blues uh, underestimated them severely. But now that it's crunch time, that the pressure's on, that all of these points matter, uh, the Blues are going out and taking it to them. And not just taking taking it to them, uh, but winning these games handedly as they're expected to. Uh, and I think that builds momentum in the right way as guys tally those points. Because I know the Blues talked about Earlier on this season, like a lot of guys were worried too much about scoring goals and like the stat sheet and stuff and not getting back on defense. So uh, getting back on defense and beating up on these bottom of the barrel teams uh, satisfies those stat hungry guys and those goal hungry guys so that when it comes to the big games against the big dogs, they don't have to worry about it as much. They can just play the game 100% and come out with a W. Speaking of uh, coming out with a W, Jordan Bennington came out with his second W in as many games playing a really, really strong game tonight against the Sabres, stopping a ton of breakaways, a ton of odd man rushes and stuff like that. So in the third and final segment, we're talking about Jordan Bennington uh, and, you know, trying to keep it positive. No goalie controversy here today. Just all praise for Jordan Bennington. So that could still be positive, though. How's that for a teaser? Anytime you have a goalie controversy, I feel like the argument is to try to try to put one of the other goalies That's down. That's fair. So we're going to lift we'll, both of them up. We'll get into it. Stay tuned. Tommy Jordan Bennington had an extremely, extremely strong performance tonight, stopping, what, 35 of 37 shots? Is that what you... Yeah, 35 of 37, 946 save percentage. 946 save percentage, his second win in as many games, um, stopped a ton of odd man rushes, a ton of breakaways. Sabres, as much as you know, the Blues dominated, the Sabres could have won this game if Jordan Bennington wasn't as sharp as he was because they had a lot of a lot of you know one and done scoring opportunities. They didn't have a lot of momentum, but it was a very open game, and there were definitely opportunities for the Sabres to you know get one back on a breakaway or pressure was going off towards the Blues, and the Sabres went down in a two on one. There were a lot of lot of opportunities for Jordan Bennington to take the Blues out of the game, you know, let the wind out of the sails, as they say, and. He he kept them in it. You know, he gave them an opportunity to win. That's all you need to do with when the Blues offense is playing this well. You just need to give them an opportunity to win. And Jordan Bennington did that and then some tonight. Yeah, I mean, the game before, uh, the game against the Islanders, uh, he saved 30 out of 31 shots for a 968 save percentage. So, like like you talk about, like the dude is... The dude's playing back to where uh, the Blues expected him to when they signed him uh, to that extended contract for six years. Uh, and I know a lot of people at the time were like, "Oh, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about this locking up a, a goalie for that long with that with such big numbers attached to it." But I feel like Doug Armstrong's kind of—I mean, the dude won us a Stanley Cup. What are you gonna do? Like, not pay the guy? You kind of have to, right? And he's shown flashes that he's capable. Uh, like the flashes that he showed in the Stanley Cup. And the season afterward, you would think like, oh, this guy's going to be a starter in the league and a, and a guy that can step up in big games, right? And obviously that that has been the case in some instances, in some instances, and uh, other times uh, he's kind of been unimpressive. But Billy Huso has shown flashes this season as well that he can step up in the big game and make those big saves and uh, control the momentum for the St. Louis Blues. It's a great problem to have, right? If we go into the playoffs having two goalies firing on all cylinders and those goalies are Jordan Bennington, who at the top of his game, some might say put the team on his shoulders to win a Stanley Cup. You can talk about Baruby, O'Reilly, or Bennington. I would say all three of those as a three-headed beast to make that argument. But then you bring Vili Husso into the conversation who 
Some would say this season the Blues would not be in a playoff position if it wasn't for Billy Huso. I would definitely say that considering uh, the state that the defense was in early on. Um, and so bring all of that into consideration and like the ceiling that both of these goalies have. It's it's hard to tell. Like, who do you start in game one? I think I'm still on the Billy Huso bus just because I feel like he earned it this season. But if you use that tandem, like either one of these, I feel like confidently you could start every single game throughout this playoff series if the Blues are playing like they are right now. And they could win you a Stanley Cup. So the fact that you have two of those on your roster to pick and choose from based off a matchup and based off of what happened last game is such a blessing for the Blues right now. I'm so happy nobody listened to me when I said trade Philly so. <laughs> but the good thing is both these goalies have shown that they're able to kind of just step in and, and you know, after a few nights off or whatever, after sitting on the bench behind the other for a few games, both of these guys have shown that they have the capability to step in uh, and play at the top of their game even when they haven't been the consistent starter. Jordan Biddington has shown that, and then I'm sure when they go back to Philly Huso, whether it's on Saturday against Minnesota or I believe we have a game Sunday as well, um, so we'll see both goalies this weekend and I'm assuming, you know, both of them will have great games as well, because that's been the norm for the last few weeks. Both goalies have been playing at the top of their game. So, you know, not to say that's going to happen, but if in the playoffs we get a, we get a, an instance where one goalie seems like they've been figured out by the opponent, go to the other one. Good luck. You know, how do you figure out a, a brand new goalie halfway through a series? So the blues are in a really good place. I think you said it perfectly. It's a good problem to have. So that being said, I think that is all. One more question, Josh. Come Monday when we record our next episode, is the streak still going or does it end? Who do we got on Sunday? Who are we playing on Sunday? Nashville, yeah. So Minnesota and the Predators back to back. I'll tell you this much: if the streak, if the streak is still going on Monday, Western Conference Finals are bust. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think if this team gets through a back-to-back against two division rivals. They're two, the two teams that they're basically jock, uh, jostling with for playoff spots right now. They beat or they they beat and or earn points against both those teams. Yeah. Yeah. Western Conference Finals are bust. Uh, unless there's some unfortunate mashup with the Colorado Avalanche before then. Um, I, I, I think this weekend's going to be a big, big test. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Uh, but that being said, I think that is all the time we have for you guys today so thank you all so much for listening to the lockdown blues podcast make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on subscribe to our youtube even though this episode isn't up on there we just passed 200 subscribers and we're so excited to keep growing on there we're having a lot of fun with it follow us on all our socials uh at lockdown blues on instagram twitter tiktok and facebook follow me on twitter at josh Hyman nhl follow tommy at t 15 thanks so much for listening and as always let's go blues